This year's donations might go to, say, the geology department. Oh dear, not the dirt people. Geology is the study of pressure and time. That's all it takes, really. What kind of activity has turned the lake massive? Look, I'm just a geologist. I like rocks. I love rocks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Geology Flannel Cast. My name is Steve. Hey, everybody. This is Chris. Uh, good evening and welcome. Uh, I'm Jesse. Uh, happy. We're recording this on a Monday, so happy Monday if you celebrate. If you celebrate <laughs> Mondays? <laughs> yeah, some people don't do Mondays. Look at Someone's Garfield. Someone's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> I, that's true. So I just want to. So we're going to just straight up say this right now. Jesse has a cricket in his basement right now. Yeah. And it's you're going to hear this thing chirp in the entire time. So just just get used to it. Uh, or, saying it right now. Or is Jesse coming to us live from the woods deep in the heart of Pennsylvania? Yeah, I'm I'm on location. See, there it is right now. Stories. It's like it's funny. It's like waiting for Jesse to talk. Yeah. The cricket. So wait, wait till it starts. Like it starts, you start hearing words coming from it. it's learning my language pattern. <laughs> <laughs> you next weekend, I'll just be hanging in like a cocoon and the cricket will be sitting in my chair, <laughs> which, you know, you, you know, you won't notice any difference on the listener end, really. Yeah, as, as long as the cricket has a beard, we'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is some sort of bizarro Kafka novel right here. Yeah. All right. So, Chris, what are we talking about today? We got a we got a fun topic today. We're going to be talking about there was uh, kind of a, a story that's in the news right now about the uh, there's a new article in Nature Geoscience the, that just came out, and it's all about the largest underwater volcanic eruption ever recorded. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah. So uh, let's see. So let's uh, wait. How can you get a volcano underwater? Yeah, it sounds a little. I don't yeah. know if I believe it. Bogus. Mm. Hot rocks uh, and water. I don't think so. No. I've you seen. Get... I know how fire works. <laughs> Fireworks. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how they work. They're magical. <laughs> Anyway, that's, that's just straight up sorcery. <laughs> I just see the look of disgust and uh, frustration. So we got this. Uh... <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So. Uh, let's see. So this uh, this recent paper that came out was uh, kind of documenting this uh, this new eruption uh it was we're looking off the coast between um uh madagascar off, off the coast of madagascar yeah between the east african rift and the madagascar rift and um there was uh on in may of 2018 there was a huge seismic event and this basically gave birth to a new underwater volcano so i guess we should uh uh, to, and the whole thing about this story is, is kind of talking about, you know, we know, we know how like volcanoes form and stuff like that on land, but, um, you know, I, I, in, in, in terms of how the magma moves through the, the lithosphere and that's kind of, there's, there's really not that much documented for, for that. And, and so what happened was as a result of, this uh, this event in, in 2018, geophysicists were kind of looking at the area and they were, they were um, kind of studying it to, to try to get a better picture of exactly how this magma moves through the uh, the Earth's lithosphere. So um, how do we want to break this down? Maybe we should uh, kind of um, talk about first about what we probably should define the lithosphere and athenosphere for the listeners that aren't really too familiar with, with those terms. And the, the two terms are broken up. Uh, the, the, the earth's crust and the upper part of the mantle is considered the lithosphere and the athenosphere is, is just sitting right below that. And it's, it's a, the, the, they're divided up based on density differences. Yeah. So the list is lithosphere. You know, I guess the lithosphere and the asthenosphere you consider the crust, correct? 
well, the the lithosphere is the crust in the upper part of the mantle. Okay. And the asthenosphere is the rest of the upper mantle. Okay. Thank you. So, yeah. So yeah. Uh, so the lithosphere is the rock sphere and the asthenosphere is the weak sphere. Yeah. That's where the the sort of that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> the rock sphere or the weak sphere? The weak, the weak, the weak the sphere. sphere. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Let's face it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> And so, yeah, they're defined by their physical properties here. So we're looking off the coast of Mayotte, Africa. Like I said, right off the, uh, right off of uh, Madagascar there. And uh, there's a new, this new underwater volcano popped up. It rises 820 meters from the seafloor. Um, and which is, uh, but like 2,700 feet. And this wasn't there before that, that large earthquake that hit in 2018. So let's talk about that real fast. So uh, this thing pretty much got, got heaved up 2,700 feet in like two years. I, I'm trying to see when the, uh, you know, I guess it all depends on when this, uh, the research project here, for, uh, for this paper ended, but yeah, that's, even that's let's really just say, impressive. yeah, let's just say like, even if it was like three years, let's just say to get heaved up 3000 or 2,700 feet in three years, it's pretty fast, right guys? Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> you say so. <laughs> so, um, like I said, it wasn't there before this, uh, before this earthquake, uh, that, that hit, uh, the Island of, uh, Mayotte, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And uh, this is the largest active submarine volcanic eruption ever documented. So once again, that's another pretty big feat there, you know? Yeah. And, and so, you, you think about like um, you have satellites flying around the planet all day, every day, right? Like you have pictures and weather forecasts and all this stuff. And I guess we're kind of used to um, even Google Earth images are updated. What every I couple of years? A couple, couple of years, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but even like uh, like the the Landsat satellites update the the you know the imagery of the Earth every every two weeks. Yeah, is it fourteen days? It repeats, right? Something like that. Six, 14, 16? Yeah, it, it's it's something like that. I think it's I think it's a little bit more than two weeks. It's some weird schedule, but yeah, the the. However, the sea floor, you know, those, all those satellites are just taking pictures of the ocean. You know, they're, they're not uh, penetrating down deep into through the water into the ocean bottom. So we're not we don't have this super high temporal resolution of what the seafloor bottom looks like from a day to day, week to week, even year to year basis. It's just a matter of, you know, do we have the research equivalent to go out there and essentially sonar to the bottom of the ocean and in some spots we do and it's been said that we know more about the surface of the moon than we know about the bottom of the ocean yeah yeah don't get me started on it being easier to get to the moon than it is the bottom of the ocean no offense to the astronauts i think they're great they're brave they're courageous but you know, to, to get to, say, Challenger Deep, the deepest part of the Marianas Trench, you know, the pressures that you're under, both physically and mentally, uh, are, are really great. And, you know, in space, you have no pressure. I mean, no physical pressure. You have mental pressure. So the Challenger Deep is... Uh... Mental pressure. <laughs> okay. You're just ignoring all this. This podcast brought to you by James Cameron. <laughs> yeah, not NASA. After that little <laughs> rant right there, <laughs> James Cameron might have deeper pockets. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I think I'd rather work for NASA, though. No offense, so, to James Cameron. I'll take his employment. I'm looking at. Uh, I'm trying to. I, I was trying to look up some stats. So there's been. 12 people have walked on the moon. Yep. And this is saying there's only been two people that have been down to the Challenger Deep. 
Uh, three. <clears throat> there was three. two that were part of uh, the first one in like the sixties. Yeah, the right? the two were in the first. They were in Trieste, which is a, a bathosphere. It was a, the circular <clears throat> uh, submersible oh. that had like a tiny viewing window. And then yeah. James Cameron's sub most recently that looks like a cigar almost so then uh-huh there's well, someone been, uh, i feel like some i feel like there was a recent trip too there's I thought been so too. several recent trips actually oh. uh there's been a lot since so james cameron went down in 2012 yeah and then i'm just on those wikipedia sites so i don't know like uh but it's just a list of people descended to challenger deep and it is uh looks like there's 21 people oh my uh-huh. gosh never and mind so with the moon 20... is so much harder to get to. <laughs> oh, we're wrong. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're so since uh, wow, May of since May of 2019, there's been American crews. There's been uh, let's stop Canadians, making this... Germans. Let's Brits. Stop making this. Uh, this isn't uh, a tourist spot. Stop it. Yeah, they really started opening this thing up. Uh, coming uh, this and the, the the submersible. Well, this is we're kind of changing the topic of the podcast here, but the submersible <laughs> going down to the uh, the the bottom of the Challenger Deep is called the limiting factor. Um, and it's been down there like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Which nine, 10, which 11, the most 12, recent one? Oh, DSV 15, limiting factor. Yeah, fifteen times in the last two years. Come wow, on. it's just really just. <laughs> that, that takes away some of the mystique. So okay, so I take it back. There's been more people at the bottom of the Challenger Deep until than on the moon. Yeah, until but like if we would have recorded this, like yeah, like three years ago, the answer would have been yeah, more people walking <laughs> the moon than have uh, descended to the Challenger Deep, the bottom of it. Ah, I gotta I gotta re-record some of my lectures now. But I guess like uh, because I guess there's different parts of the Challenger Deep. There's the eastern pool and the western pool. The central oh. pool. There's the there's three parts. So I I don't know which one is the uh, the deepest one. I know I like don't, James yeah. Cameron was arguing that he was actually there's a there's a there's a debate about you know what is about about number one just uh, surveying and getting the actual like deepest part of the Challenger Deep. Um, and so there's some debate along with that. And we've even seen that with like the uh, the debate about the actual height of Everest too. You know, so there's always it's yeah. not just like going down there and and um, let me know, let me and, ask and, you something real briefly and quickly. Why is it so deep? Well, it's a uh, it's a subduction zone. There we are off the coast of like not too far from Guam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, you have a uh, subducting. Is it the Philippine plate is subducting under the Pacific plate? And so that subduction creates a little bit of drag and creates these really deep spots. And so trenches are the deepest spots on earth um, uh, because of that. And, mm-hmm. you know, how it's, it's so deep. How deep, how is, deep it? is it? Yeah. Uh, I want to say 36,000 feet off the top of my head. Yeah. It's, it's something like that. You could drop Mount Everest in, Stand on the summit of Mount Everest and still have a mile of water over your head, which is kind it's of crazy. You, would, yeah, you could you could drop Mount Everest in, stand on the summit of Mount Everest, and still be crushed by the weight of water that was above <laughs> your head. Yep, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, it's a pain in the butt to get down there at the bottom of the Challenger Deep. Um, that's that's what they all say. But that was a real pain in the butt. butt. <laughs> Apparently, not as much of a pain in the butt as getting to the moon now. Yeah, I take back. Yeah, because the last time someone was on the moon was fifty years ago. So. All right, so so back to our underwater eruptions. Back to our perfectly formatted outline. Oh yeah, we, we yeah. did that real fast. <laughs> Uh, that was a lie. We are, we are way off our outline, <laughs> but we would like to thank the formatting formula, uh, formattingformula.com or YouTube forward slash C forward slash formatting formula. Uh, they're a wonderful sponsor of the podcast. Good friends of the podcast. We want to say thank you again. And if anybody has any word document formatting needs, anything from just coming up with 
forms or, you know, uh, formatting theses or dissertations or just big documents, table of contents, all kinds of funky stuff like that. They can, they can help you out. They can even customize your, your top ribbon at the top. If you do something all the time, every time and you just want to make it part of your top ribbon, they can teach you how to do it. And if, if you want to learn how to do it yourself, they also have videos at YouTube. So YouTube forward slash C forward slash formatting formula. You can teach yourself how to do it. But uh, more importantly, make sure you tell them the geology flannel cast in you. So um, check them out. They, they just did a big demonstration at USC this weekend. So formatting formula, teaching, teaching all those uh, future USC graduates how to format their documents properly. So Southern Again. California or South or uh, South Carolina? Southern California, so, man. Come on. Yeah. So they're teaching them how to format their future scripts. Exactly. Uh, actually, I have no idea. I, I want to say it's the medical school. I forget what they're doing. But either way, uh, check them out. Formattingformula.com. Tell them the geology flannel cast sent you. All right. That was a, uh, it's a rocking good commercial right there. Thank you. Speaking Consider, about considering we went way off topic, ah, it's still all geology. It's fine. We're having fun, whatever. Um, so speaking of uh, rocking good times, there was a uh, back in May. So May of 2018, there's some earthquakes going on. Specifically on May 15th of 2018, there was a 5.8 earthquake. Nice segue, it's, by the way. The rocking good time. The rocking good time. That's, I mean. Between February and May, there was 17,000 seismic events. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And one of the craziest things. Well, that, was, that, that was next year, Jesse. That's 2019. Oh, oh are you on 2018 still? I'm, on, I'm still on 2018 here. Oh, sorry. You're really jumping the gun. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> I blew it. I blew it. So, okay. Forget that he didn't say that, all right? Nope. <laughs> Because I want to get into that, but what's going on with that? The, the, but anyways, we'll get to there, all right? These crazy amounts of earthquakes. But on May 15th, 2018, there's a 5.8 earthquake. And uh, shortly after that, uh, scientists figured out that there was a volcanic event that has never, the likes of which had never been recorded before. Um, so I said we're... Like uh, this is occurring 50 kilometers off of the island of uh, Mayotte, at basically between the the northern tip of uh, Madagascar and eastern Africa. There, yeah, it's a it's a small French it's it's a French dependent it's a French island. There's like 300,000 people live on the island, so it's mm-hmm. you know not insignificant population. Is it? I think that the island itself is a volcano. Is that correct? Uh, you Maybe. are probably right. Uh, just see. based on the terrain, it kind of looks like it. It's it's it off does. the west coast, or I'm sorry, the east coast of Mozambique. Yeah, I mean, given what we're about to talk about, let's just say, yeah. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's uh, Oh, so sorry. <clears throat> the island is, um, it's, um, oh, it's actually kind of cool. So, so. Madagascar is, is rifting from Africa, right? Um, there's a rift zone in between them. So there's well, it's a actually mi- pretty cool because there's two rift zones in the area. What? I didn't know that. Well, the Eastern African rift zone. Oh, yeah, north of that. That's a little yeah. bit north. Um, but if you look at Madagascar and you look at the Southern African continent, you can see they'll, they'll match up nicely. But my actually... By the way, up- they, they, real fast, real fast, because people oh, are going to say that... The Eastern Africa, they we're at the very southern end of the Eastern African Rift Zone. If you go like directly uh, west of there, well, so are we? Yeah, I'm looking at a map right now. Oh, uh, all right, I believe you. I'm it's just, uh, just we're like right. If you keep on going, yeah, I guess you're right. Madagascar, west, you're later. Madagascar uh, is really big. Yeah, yeah, always. But anyway, my my oat. My, yeah, my, it's French, so you, you drop that E and whatnot. So, um, not pronounced Mayotte. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think that's <laughs> pretty. Oh, yeah, you're right. I was way off. Sorry, because you got like Mawawi right there. Yeah, 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 shoot. Yeah. Um, it's 
all yeah. right. We're fact oh, yeah. checking, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's good. So yeah, my oh, it's up at the northern tip too. There. So anywho, uh, you have the rift zone there. It's actually a hot spot on the rift zone, so it's like akin to Iceland. Hmm. So my oat is, um, and that's the reason you're getting the island forming there, because you know, yeah, you rift, have a little archipelago there. Yeah, rift zones, you form new ocean crust, but rarely does the ocean does the ocean do you pile up and get above sea level, right? You, right. You need a little more. Oomph. Oomph. That's why you don't have the mid-Atlantic ridge isn't just a straight chain of islands north to south. That would be cool, though. That would be pretty cool. Think he could build a bridge? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no engineer, but I'm going to say no. Yeah, I agree. All right. <laughs> I don't want to segue out of that. I, I get <laughs> That was a rocking good segue. <laughs> That's what we should just keep saying. <laughs> oh, like yeah. It. Okay. So it is an archipelago. It, uh, it's called the, uh, the Comoros Com- archipelago. And that little kind of stretching across between, um, like I said, Madagascar and um, is it Mozambique, was it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the northern portion of Mozambique. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Southern, southern tip of Tanzania, I guess. I, I would say Mozambique, but yeah. Yeah. So they're out there and they're uh, they're they're studying this. Uh, they found this undersea mountain that um, was never was never mapped before. They, well, it was mapped. The area was mapped before the bathymetry was mapped and there wasn't a volcanic. I guess, would you say like, I guess we could get away with saying a, a volcanic underwater mountain, right? Yeah, that's fair to say, right? Yeah, there definitely and, wasn't a prominent feature underground. Yeah, yeah. Underwater, excuse me. Do, are you going to talk more about the seismic event? Um, well, I mean... The 2018 one? What do you want to say? Go ahead. Well... You, say? Uh, <laughs> you, sound, you sound like you, you're, you're really excited about something, so go uh, ahead. I'm a, I, I mean, I, the, the one big takeaway was that uh, some of the seismic events, some of the seismic waves lasted for 20 minutes. Holy, Holy cow. Crap. Well, that makes sense for the, like what was going on. Yeah, I don't know if they were true like harmonic tremors or, but well, also no one on the island of Mayotte, according to you know these three articles that I my background research, <laughs> uh, I did my own research. No one on Mayotte apparently felt any of these swarms, which is kind of crazy, right? Yeah, uh, I, they I, must have been. Five eight, you'll feel a five eight. A five eight, that's something. How deep? How deep was it? Like, and that's the thing. They it was. It wasn't deep though. They were shallow. They yeah, were shallow. shallow earthquakes. What's the water depth? You know. Uh, I'll tell you in a second. If you if you guys stall for a, for a minute. Uh, oh um, yeah. So so when you have magma moving and the, so there's different types of earthquakes, right? This is how I'll stall. Um, and so oftentimes. Part of it is because I watched uh, part of Dante's Peak today for one of my classes. <laughs> nice. And uh, <clears throat> the, one of the things they say, one of the things they get right, is they talk about seismicity with with volcanoes. And the one guy, Pierce Brosman, and the the other guy, Paul. The, Paul. Paul apparently <laughs> is a Temple grad. Did you know that? I did not. That's awesome. No, one of my students told me that. He's like, ah, oh, Temple made right there. And I was like, all right. Are you kidding me? We need That's to get this I guy. Didn't... We need to get this guy in the temple. I know. I haven't verified. I haven't like done any uh, checking, good, but... as, good as gold. <laughs> so Paul says uh to to Pierce. Pierce Brosman's character, Harry Dalton. Uh the it's not magmatic. These are tectonic earthquakes. And so when you have, you know, volcanoes form at tectonic boundaries, unless it's a hot spot, um, any tectonic boundary, anywhere you have tectonic plates meeting, you're going to have earthquakes. And um, there's a difference between seismicity from tectonic plates moving from magma moving towards the surface and we can distinguish that. We can actually distinguish a lot with seismicity. You know, you can distinguish the earth shakes differently for different things. And 
what you're detecting with seismicity is is basically how the rocks are expanding and contracting. Uh, you know that that's how, and that's dependent on how rigid or how soft they are. But like we can tell, you know, when a train rolls by versus when a herd of buffalo goes galloping by. Do buffalo gallop? Yeah, I don't know, but they're in the mood. Anyway, when magma is moving towards the surface for a volcanic eruption, the magma, so this hot molten rock, it forces its way through cracks in the rock. And in doing that, it it shakes the rock differently than rock shakes, say, during a plate motion. And, and we wouldn't can, that also account for the time difference? Because yeah. when you get like an earthquake, it's like... 40 seconds or so but yeah, if you have exactly. a 20 minute seismic event that's from well we're going to we're, we're going to talk about the the, the how much the dikes magma. And yeah yeah all this stuff getting injected through the dikes and part of that is you can go back and listen to episode something on earthquakes <laughs> whereas episode insert number here <laughs> yeah waiting, waiting for steve to pull up his his uh database hang on uh what you earthquake. should have done was you should have just left a blank and i would have edited in just you later <laughs> on saying 41 40. or just like maybe like a robot voice just you mr. Know. <laughs> Bill. yeah what's the simpsons mr black yeah uh, uh earthquakes with kelly blake was in may of 2020 so, Oh, geez. May of 2020, though, right? Or 2020. Yeah. yeah. It's 2021. That was... We need to get her back on, talk about these volcanic ones. We need to get her yeah. and um, uh, other friend of the podcast who lives in New Zealand now, Matt, Matt Sophie, because he deals with volcanoes, too. And so they could talk about earthquakes and volcanoes. So, so an earthquake is. We could just sit and we don't let them talk and we'll just sit yeah. back. Yes. Uh, a tectonic earthquake. Watch them go. <laughs> a tectonic earthquake is just a sudden release of energy that's been pent up. It's, it's a, the breaking of that frictional hold. Whereas magma is constantly moving. And if it finds, as we'll talk about apparently, a pathway, it'll keep moving up to the surface, shaking the ground mm -hmm. as it does such. Mm. So I got the answer for the depth of the Mozambique channel. So I forgot that's where the, we started this. Uh, that's you were just you were just stolen from me there. Uh, the maximum depth of the Mozambique channel is ten thousand feet, ten thousand eight hundred. Which it's pretty for water. That's deep, right? That's yeah, pretty deep. I mean, that's, the average that's depth, about of the the depth of the uh, Atlantic Ocean, yeah, is ten to twelve thousand feet. So yeah, that's that's deep. Yeah, so, that's, that's, that's pretty deep. Yeah, the, I'm not faulting the people on the island of Mayotte for not feeling any of these earthquakes. You cut me deep, Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> no? Anybody? Anyways. Donkey? Come on. I like it. Thank you. I feel like it's just Chris constantly looking at us with <laughs> frustration and a lot of questioning of why he does this every week. <laughs> yeah. I'm a masochist. What can I say? It's because he loves us. Yeah. I have nothing else to do on Monday nights. This is just <laughs> or Wednesdays or Thursdays it. or really any day. This Listen to this, this just... repeatedly. <laughs> either this or just watch my cats fight that's about it that's that's what life's come to at this point i, mean, I like it yeah do you gamble on it you should start throwing money at him <laughs> yeah you and brooke are just gambling. my fiance yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah it's the two of us just do it rocky just... do it <laughs> yeah so, all right me. uh where are we at now so we are up to 2018 right um so uh the french government started um Basically, they started looking into this and they found this uh, undersea mountain that hadn't been there before. Like, what? golly. Huh? It's, uh, Look at that. Yeah. Like a uh, modern day. Um, uh, what was her face? Who um, found the Mid-Atlantic Ridge? Just blanked on her name. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I have, I have her mug in my office. Oh, my Mar gosh. Uh, Oh, this is making me. Yeah. Google here it. We go. Here we go. Anywho. Uh, so there, there are images from 
2014 and 2019. So again, that that sounds like five year difference. Marie Tharp. Marie Tharp. Marie Tharp. Oh my gosh. I did say Marie. I am so embarrassed that I forgot that. Um, but if you look at this uh, paper from uh, Nature Geoscience in 2021, uh, September 30th, I think it came out. Like, um, wait, like last week? Yeah. We are very topical in this geology flannel cast. Cutting edge. Um, you you see the bathymetry, and it's just like, honestly, it's almost like a, a depression. And then you look at the one from 2019, and it's it's straight up a volcano. And you can even see like well, the the look, the you seam. see the old caldera though. Yeah. So you think that's what so the depression is? Oh, that's really interesting. I need yeah, to let's take a look at this. Actually, why don't I look at? But also, you can see. Uh, oh, it, the caldera almost... is off a little farther. Never, never mind. I'm sorry. Okay, so the there's also like a, a, a that's older almost stuff. like a ridge of uh, volcanic necks that are coming up. So it, it's not just. It doesn't look like it's coming out of just one spot. But I mean, it's one locality. But the the looks like the magma is popping up through a couple different locations. Um, it's really pretty incredible because um, we, we were talking about before the podcast with our Patreons, uh, Paracutine, which was a mm. farmer's yeah, field in Mexico. Yeah. And this is in the nice little cinder cone that just popped 50s, up out of nowhere. Right, Jesse? 50s? Yeah. Oh, man. 54. It erupted for nine years. Yeah. So this guy was just farming his field. And then all of a sudden, like steam started coming out of his field. And then before you know it, he had a cinder cone volcano. Uh, 41 to 52. 41 to 52. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. What are the chances that he was a corn farmer, right? He had cornfields or something like no, that. No, it was an orchard. Like, I thought it was an orchard. An orchard. Yeah. Okay. I just knew he was a farmer. But I, didn't, this, I like, didn't know specifically this. what his crop was. Sorry. <laughs> Come he on. was smart because he felt the steam coming and he backed up and he's like, I'm just going to let this one play out. <laughs> Imagine you buy property for an orchard and then a volcano <laughs> pops up in that orchard. You're like, son of a yeah. <laughs> nope. Come on. Yep, uh, that, that curse like, my mother-in-law put on me was true. Uh, yeah. what does that insurance claim look like? Listen, yeah. that volcano came out of nowhere. I didn't put that there, right? <laughs> it was so uh, it was a, a 1400 foot volcano, cinder cone, just poof. <laughs> and it, a lot of it grew that so, poor guy that poor farmer yeah so 43 was when it first really started erupting and i think oh, by 44 people were killed from this yeah by 44 it was uh 300 meters it was almost a thousand feet in in under a year it grew wow yeah because there was some lava with it too like it was like which yeah, is yeah. weird for a cinder joke. cone yeah i wonder how the, the the three people got killed it says uh I mean, it was ejecting volcanic ash and lot. unless like yeah. people were just like just being silly, like too close. Yeah, to when, like, I mean, maybe they got hit with a block or a bomb. A bomb, yeah, yeah. I mean, it over it. Wow. it a couple towns were like uh, subsumed by it. You can yeah. see. It. Yeah, there's there's a classic is this, picture. Is it like, still active or is it? No, it it just stopped. And so in 1952. It just stopped erupting and has not been active since. And it just, that's the thing with these cinder cones. And there's, so there's some thought that cinder cones are like, and this is the, the idea I've always heard. I'm sure a volcanologist might <clears throat> have a better explanation for what I've always heard was that you see them some distance away from say subduction zones where you're gonna get more explosive volcanoes like composite volcanoes a cinder cone might be just like a plug of magma or like this, this shoot of magma that finds a fracture and travels some distance away from it. And then magma is, is, is molten. So it's, it's trying to make its way to the surface buoyant. And so it's finding the path of least resistance. And so these plugs of magma shoot through these fractures and then it's come up at the surface. And that's why they're sort of random like paracutine where it, it erupted and then the magma came to the surface and erupted for nine years. And then that slug of magma that found its way had emptied and then it was just done. Hey, I got a question for both you guys. Maybe you guys have an answer for this, but 
We talked in the previous podcast about St. Helens, how it's off the line of the rest of the volcanoes and the Cascades. Does it have oh. something to do with like, I remember we talked about it, but we ne- that nobody really knows why St. Helens is kind of like offset from all the other. Like if you look at the Cascades, there is like a straight line of volcanoes going going down there. And then St. Helens is off by like tens of miles, like 50 really? miles, or it's, it's we, we definitely talked about this in the podcast before. We, just, uh, we did. Yeah, look up. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, St. Helens isn't in line with everything. St. Helens is a weird one. And it's, yeah, it's not it's not lining up with the rest of them. Yeah, because you have the other like what do they call the three sisters and? But it's like eerily, like it's crazy how straight of a line those volcanoes all next to Hel- St. Helens line up. But I mean, well, uh, St. Helens uh, is like the anomaly; it's too far west. And that sort of makes sense, right? Because they're going to be the whole plate is subducting. You know, there, there's that linear line of subduction, and it hits a depth at which, you know, the volatiles, so the volatiles that are degassing and dewatering from the subducting plate lower the melting point of the overlying rock. And there's a Mm -hmm. particular depth where the temperature is such that it'll melt. And so it sort of makes sense that they would be in a line unless for whatever reason, that spot in Mount St. Helens is following a path of least resistance or something it's following a path of least resistance yeah or um for whatever reason the rocks there is maybe a little hotter i don't know hotter yeah yeah that would be the or whatever maybe like yeah yeah, i mean i don't think it would be like could it be like could you have different volatiles that melted a a slip maybe yeah yeah oh yeah that that's actually a great point too yeah man look at that that is really straight mount shasta crater yeah, I feel like we definitely did talk about this, but I don't think we had a specific episode on Mount Mount Adam. I we I mean Rainier is like fifteen times. Rainier is a little off. What's wrong with you, Rainier? Come on, get your crap together, Rainier. Yeah, Mount St. Helens because Mount St. Helens is like directly west of Mount Adams. If you look at it, like due west. When's the last time Mount Adams? I feel like Mount Adams, you don't hear anything about. John Adams is a good president, so he deserves a mountain, but. Or was it named after John Quincy Adams, who was just okay? No, he's not going <laughs> to. He gets a, he would get a mountain like the Appalachians. <laughs> nice. Uh, Here's old Quincy Peak. So uh, back to this new volcano. Yeah, we got uh, the last eruption from Mount Adams wasn't that it was 950 apparently AD, so it wasn't that long ago. So this thing is still erupting. They're they're worried about uh, calderas collapsing. Um, yeah. So, so I, I don't know. I this this. Uh, for how fast it shot up, I guess the question is, if it truly is a hotspot, is it just going to keep coming, just like yeah. Hawaii or Iceland? Yeah. Um, and I think this is a little too new to know for certain, but the uh, evidence is indicating possibly. So do you have anything else to add about this? No. Sorry, because I, I want to add. Trying to circle us back. No, so I can I can I talk about a different volcano real quick? Do it. Yeah. So I was still it, looking up the Mount St. Helens thing. Why? It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, that that article that Maddie just posted looks awesome. We've she's posted that before too. I uh, this is like so, I don't know. I, we've I done really, so many of these podcasts now where it's like I, I feel like I'm a. Uh, we're talking. You, you know, you just. You can only remember so much, you know, it's like, I feel like every week I'm just inundated with information. So another volcano that's sort of in the news that I just wanted to mention that, you know, started as an underwater volcano and now is above is La Palma, which is one of, um, it's actively erupting. It's a Canary Island. Um, so just a couple things about La Palma. Y'all, y'all saw the pictures of the lava flows and whatnot from La Palma. So, on the Canary Islands, just to orient yourself, or 
off the northwestern uh, uh, coast of of uh, um, Africa. Africa. Yeah, and um, the the main sort of stopover in the Canary Islands is Tenerife, but so La Palma is is one of the smaller islands to the north. Um, yeah, so we're we're right between. I guess uh, Morocco and what Western Sahara. Roque de los Muchachos. That's what I often say every morning when I wake up. <laughs> uh, so Tenerife is the island just east of it. So La Palma is the. It's not the western. It's it's one of the western. It's the northwesternmost. It's the little yeah, that little top, guy underneath top is island, slightly, slightly more west, but yeah. So it's so Cumbre Vieja is is the volcano itself that's erupting. I just want to point out that it was first described by the by the German geologists Christian Leopold van Busch who uh, described it in um, uh, 1815. And it was here where he described uh, the volcano itself as looking like a cauldron, which in Spanish is? Caldera. 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 This is where Ah. the the term comes from. Now, we use caldera differently now to mean sort of collapsed magma chamber i had no idea it meant cauldron but this is where it comes from uh he also he is much more famous as being the father of defining the entirety or not the entirety but the father of defining the jurassic and the jurassic system looking at the mountains and and whatnot to to the to the point where Darwin in, in the third, the later edition of origin of the species referred to him as the celebrated geologist and natural naturalist von Busch in his excellent description, uh, excellent in his excellent description physique, the Isles Canary, because he did so much work on the Canary islands here clearly expresses Mm. his belief that varieties slowly change to be into permanent species, which are no longer capable of intercrossing and that's defining speciation. Yeah. So he's one of the first people to sort of talk about speciation and how, how um, species sort of come about, which is sort of just a fun fact. So anyway, La Palma is currently erupting. It is, um, it, you know, it, it sits here off the northwestern coast of, of Morocco, or sorry, off of Africa, you know, west of Morocco. Um, Cumbre Vieja is also famous because it, um, it potentially poses the biggest hazard uh, to the East Coast, which is uh, um, uh, what sometimes tsunami. is termed a mega tsunami hazard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cumbre Vieja, La, La Palma itself is is an island, as I've said. <clears throat> but um, if you look at a satellite image, you can see actually the the before this current eruption, but you can see the top of the volcano actually has collapsed in the past, and so it's prone to giant giant landslides and and large collapses. And part of it has to do with uh, the underlying geology of it in that um, as it built up, and I don't know the ins and outs of it, but part of the, the magma that formed gives you solid sort of crystalline bedrock. And the uppermost part of it is more pyroclastic material and tephra and, 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 um, that is weathered into soil. And so it actually makes sort of this um, it, two pieces of the mountain and the groundwater seeps into it and creates these landslides because you have this slip surface between the crystalline rock and the uppermost sort of 
um, more unconsolidated material. And so there's a lot of, you know, speculation about whether or not if there was a massive eruption and the upper half of this volcano collapsed into the Atlantic Ocean, it would collapse to the east and, and or sorry, to the west, which would drive uh, a tsunami into the east coast of, of North America. And if you look at the topographic map of it, you can see that this has happened before in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, when and, and how devastating it was is, uh, you know, those I don't know. I mean, I know there are definitely tsunami deposits on the East Coast, but they're not very well documented and and or maybe disputed. Chris, you could probably chime in a little bit more on that. Yeah, it's just not... Um... It's not making the headlines like it would on the West Coast. No, because it's sure. every like it, like two to five thousand years or something, yeah. as opposed to every two hundred years or something like that. And so there was a couple of researchers modeled this a couple of years ago. By a couple of years ago, I mean twenty years ago. Uh, but two thousand one was just yesterday, right? <laughs> to me, it was. I, I I was still in high school, so it was fine. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, and in their model, and this I, I mentioned this purely because sometimes I feel like we look at 2G, 2D projections so much that you, you, you forget about the curvature of the earth a lot. And so sometimes, and I ask my students this sometimes because I like to get them. There's a good gotcha question. You know, what's the easternmost point of the U.S.? Maine. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's Maine, and it's Maine by a lot. It's not- yeah, yeah. Right. Mount Cadillac. They they say that's the the first point the sun hits. Yeah, uh, but I feel like a lot of times people look at a map and they're like, "Oh, Florida. This Florida sticks out. It's got you know, it's a peninsula." But well, that's like, and also, no, like Tam- Tampa Bay is like, Africa. So is that I mean, North Carolina? Yeah. But just the the distance between where Cumbre Vieja is, if a tsunami happened, Maine and and say Nova Scotia would get hit by an earth get hit by a tsunami, according to this model from this paper, um, anywhere from three to six hours after the collapse, and um, like Florida Massachusetts. wouldn't be hit until nine hours would be fully three hours after the leave. yeah you probably have like massachusetts rhode island like that yeah. sticky outy point and so that that's the thing and you know you could they're they sort of projected waves they did the, they ran they ran the numbers ran the numbers and you get waves you know upwards anywhere from 60 to 80 feet which you know, it would be bad. They'll do some damage. That's not sixty to eighty feet would be yeah, bad. Yes. Be bad. Yeah. Be, yeah. I mean, sure. the sure. West, that, would, that would flood most of South Philly. The west coast of Africa, depending on you know where the waves hit, would you're looking at anywhere from one fifty to three hundred foot waves. And uh, the other canary, wow. the other Western Canary Islands, you know, anywhere from one to two thousand feet. Holy cow! Which would just be it would top them. So yeah, basically. I mean, the tallest devastating. Yeah, that'd be like that'd be th- yeah done. Um, the the largest tsunami was in Alaska, and it was uh, Latoya Bay, and it was they considered a mega tsunami, whatever mega that means. Tsunami. Mega tsunami is like super volcano in that it really has no strict definition, uh, but Latoya Bay in 1958 was 12 nope 1700 feet wow luckily there's no one lives in in Latoya Bay the water was 1700 feet tall Uh, maximum elevation was 1706 feet but it was was, yeah it was a collapse it was a landslide into a fjord so it was like the perfect condition oh man yeah to like funnel that funnel the water yeah and that's that's why you know alaska and norway are some of the places that most susceptible to these things because they have these fjords which 
really steep walled canyons susceptible to landslides into deep water. Yep. To create those big old so, ripples. So, yeah. So, which is 1,700 feet? Is that what you yeah. said? With the, that, that's actually bigger than what the Chicks Loop tsunami was. Whoa. Yeah, because the Chicks Loop tsunami hit in shallow water. Oh. I think uh, it, it was so it was only like a like 330 feet tall, um, and it was limited by the by the shallow water. If it was in deep water, they think the Chicks Loop tsunami would have been like almost three miles tall. Whoa! Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and and that's it's interesting because then you come into like just the physics of gravity and the surface tension of water at some point that that's all she wrote. Like you, you can't, you can't get any bigger based on the physics of our planet. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. gotta be an upper limit. Yeah. That always made me wonder about the, uh, there's that one scene in the movie interstellar where they land on the water planet. And then all of a sudden, cause they're all standing there in like, like shin deep water. And then the giant tsunamis coming at them. And I was, you know, cause it's, it's too shallow to get a tsunami that tall. That, that's, that that's your take home from that movie. It really bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> that and black hole send you to the back of a, 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 a bookshelf. Apparently. I don't know. Like that was ah, spoiler alert. Come on, <laughs> man. Whatever. That movie's so old. If you haven't seen it by now, too bad. <laughs> right. Yeah, movie reviews by Chris Seminak. But <laughs> anyway, so yes, really cool, uh, huge earthquake, and and I want to give a shout out to my buddy Rick who suggested this topic to me. So thank you, Rick. Yeah, thanks. I, Rick. I had not well, actually seen this yet. So from the Isle of um, Mayotte. Yeah. So uh, big volcano just kind of popped up. That was a. Uh, that's pretty crazy. By the way, I've, we found out the answer to why uh, why it looks like St. Helens is offset because of there's a giant uh, between Mount St. Helens and Mount Adams, which is just due east of uh, St. Helens. There is a giant batholith there, and they think it's diverting. Oh, diverting that magma. yeah. I thought That's we, we talked cool. about this. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So thanks to our, our, uh, very good Patreon friend Maddie for uh, for spotting that. We should we should probably hire Maddie as our fact checker for the show because yeah. <laughs> she's on it. I so, like it. Uh, I'm in. Yeah. Um. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, keep an eye on the uh, the newly formed volcano off the coast of Madagascar. Yeah, it's it might be some new really real fast. estate coming out soon. Yeah, I mean, at that rate, geez. So it's ten thousand. The water is, if the water, the deepest part of that, um, like the Mozambique Channel, right between the yeah, that's the the water body that separates Madagascar from mainland Africa. So it's ten thousand feet. So it grew. This thing grew. What we say three. What was the height that it grew in three years? A thousand feet. No. Yeah. Um, um, no. No. It was more than this. that. It was more than that. Yeah. What did we say it was? It was a. Uh, Where's the numbers? 820 meters. So, yeah, 2,700 feet. So that happened in like, if it was three years, geez, that would breach the surface of the water in like 10 years. There you go. Retirement plan. Let's all get some oceanfront property. The island of Mayotte. Holy crap. And then we just have to hope that the volcano stops erupting. Right when we buy. <laughs> right. <laughs> timing, timing, timing. That, location, location, location. I mean that that volcano is booking it. Yep. Insane. Insane wow. in the membrane. That? Um yeah, very cool. And they have uh, on this article here, they have a picture of the um the uh from the sonar survey they, they took um showing just how this thing's growing and man, oh man, yeah, it's uh it's booking it. That's for sure. So, all right. Well, uh, 
Anyone else got anything to add to the podcast before we uh, wrap things up? Uh, uh, my cricket's got something to say. Yeah, man. Yeah, your cricket's been having a lot to say. I felt like the cricket was just <laughs> judging you the whole time. And every time you were talking, you're, he was just, you know, crickets, crickets. <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, I was I was really hoping after that corny joke, the cricket would have chirped in there. And, uh, <laughs> I did not. Me and the crickets Nothing. were like this. Damn it, cricket. Like if you, you got one job to do. <laughs> Steve tells corny dad jokes. That <laughs> got All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for uh, for uh, for tuning in here, hanging out with the geology flannel cast for this episode, episode 111 of the flannel cast series. Uh, so if you like what you hear, uh, tell a friend. Um, you know, uh, and if you, if you can help, if you, if you're able to, we have, um, if you'd like to support the flannel cast a little bit, we have a Patreon website, different tiers available for that. Um, come hang out with us. It's, we have a lot of fun. Uh, we, we were chatting it up before the podcast started today. We were talking about everything today before the podcast started. Um, and, uh, so anyway, you can go to patreon.com slash geology flannel cast to, to check that out. Uh, we got some merch on uh, geologyflannelcast.com. Go get yourself a coffee mug. Makes your coffee taste just mm, so much better. Uh, some stickers, some uh, 20% uh, shirts, and 20% at least. Um, all that fun stuff. So that's at geologyflannelcast.com. And uh, Facebook, Twitter, Insta, all that stuff. Facebook went down today. You guys hear about that? Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat for, for several hours. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. man. Still, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, my work, I have to be on VPN all the time now. I thought work just blocked it. Mm, so now I was down to the. Yeah, I was happy. Better. Life was better. I don't, I don't do Facebook, so didn't didn't affect me at all. All right, everyone. No one easy. Nobody cares. So uh, we'll catch you guys next week. I'm glad you're plugging all of our social media platforms. And you're like, I don't want to go on that. (laughs) (laughs) You got a point there. All right. Maybe I'll edit that out. Uh, Probably not, though. So, all right. We love you guys. Thanks so much. Uh, Send us an email. Tell us where you're coming from. Oh, we never plugged this. Uh, send, your, send us some geology final cast uh, questions. We Every once in a while, we do a listener question episode. They're always really yeah. fun. We get some great listener questions coming in. Uh, we began some really good ones coming in, actually. Um, like, some were so good, uh, I'm actually contemplating doing a whole episode on uh, on some of these questions coming in. So, I haven't told the other guys about this yet. So, no. I sent a question yeah. recently it's between me and you. And uh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, listener question maybe, uh, 6.0, we did in. Uh, about a year ago, November last year. No, we did one a couple months ago. We did. Like, did we? we did one. It was like, yeah. Was it episode ninety eight? Because I that that's the only one I blank. <laughs> Maybe it was episode ninety. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, we just did one. Like it was like two months ago or so. That would make sense. Oh, you're right. Listener well, questions. That was in uh, August. Yeah, oh, last wow. month. A, mu- a month and a half ago yeah my bad yeah yeah all right oh how fast we forget there mr peterson i know I'm so much. all right guys thanks so much for hanging out we love you guys and we'll catch you next week with another episode of the premier geology podcast out there on the interwebs the geology flannel cast jesse Chicky. what song what song you uh you got in your head right now uh i tell you what it doesn't make any sense <clears throat> But ever since we started talking about tsunamis, I've got uh, <clears throat> "Rock Me Like a Hurricane," "Rock You Like a Hurricane." The yeah, that, that, they no don't. They don't correlate at all. No zero. Uh, but I was thinking about the oceans. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to let you. How about that song? Hot, hot, hot. Or um, <laughs> I don't know. I think you should right, sing us out there. <laughs> I mean, we can do Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash. There you go. Not in the Ring of Fire. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
Anywho, all Jesse's right. Jesse's got no song. He he's failed. <laughs> it was stuck. I, got, I tell you, what, I'm losing my mind because of this cricket. It's in my. I feel like it's in my brain. <laughs> the, the cricket's got an idea for a song. Yeah, yeah. rickety cricket. Uh, <laughs> all right, goodbye, everybody. All Thanks right, for guys. listening. Take us out, Jesse. Bye. Thanks for stopping. Bye. Don't go moving rocks in the woods. You gotta get rid of that cricket for the next episode, man. This is. <laughs> <laughs>